Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast. Our mission at Journey is to help as many people as possible live in a life-giving relationship with Jesus. We aim to do that in all of life, but there are unique ways we can help you grow and experience more of Jesus. My name is Joel Gorvette, and I get to serve in our worship creative arts and as a part of the staff team. And I hope listening to this podcast helps you and encourages you. As you probably know, we upload a weekly sermon from our Sunday services, but in addition to that, we may periodically do something like we're doing today and tell stories, talk about a certain topic, or other things. I love, I love stories. I love a good movie, a book, or even a good story from a friend. And stories are powerful. Stories can encourage us, they inspire us, they motivate us. And the scriptures, which tell a large part of God's story, actually talk about how much stories matter and can play a part in other people's lives. Psalm 102.18 says this, Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. There's something powerful about capturing stories and using them to encourage each other. It's because of this that we're going to do kind of an interview today and hear a story from someone who is an amazing part of Journey Church. Her name is Sharon Hass. Hey, Sharon. Hi, Joel. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining me today. Awesome. And I'm just really excited uh, for you and for me to just just hear a little bit more about Sharon's journey and her walk with with Jesus. So Sharon, just share um, about how you came to faith in Jesus. What was that like in your life? Well, to start out, I had a really crazy childhood. Um, Divorced parents, went to live with aunt and uncle in foster care and Just a really rough beginning, but I'd gone to church, and for many years I'd heard about Jesus and God and, and, you know, Jesus dying on the cross. I believed that, though I'd never doubted that that was true, and probably prayed the magic prayer of salvation a hundred times, and, um, but I didn't have a relationship with God Hmm. at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was married and I had two little kids and I was doing the whole church thing Mm -hmm. and um, backed out of a driveway, stupidly did not look Mm. in one direction. And as I pulled out, there were horns Mm. and a car stopped and another car, a huge red car, um, came screaming over this hill at, I swear, it was 100 miles an hour. Wow. But in that process, I saw a transparent hand mm. come between me and this red car who managed to swerve around us. I can't even describe it. it I knew in that instant that I should have been killed mm-hmm. along with my two children. Wow. And... It terrified me, and I didn't understand it in the beginning. I just was like, I knew what I saw. Yeah, yeah. But how do you explain it? It wow. was this ginormous hand that wow. was trans that I could see through it, but I could see it was there. Wow. And I don't know if there was a woman in the other car who did stop. She was gasping, mm. and I don't know if she saw what I saw or what, but. It terrified me. Wow. It's powerful. And I cried for several days about that, like, and just was asking, God, why? Mm-hmm. Why am I still alive? Why yeah. Why did you save me? Yeah. And I didn't really get, at first, 
you know, I thought that I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time, other than an emergency saying, oh, God, help me, mm-hmm. that I actually was talking to God. Wow. Yeah. And just trying to figure out, there was some reason he saved me, but I didn't know why. And um, from there, started a four or five month process where God was asking me to do something specific and address something that I had done in my past. Hmm. And I kept arguing with him and saying, but God, you forgave me for that. Mm-hmm. They'll never mm. know. They would never know that I did this. Mm. Why, why should I yeah. go and, and tell them what I did? You've mm-hmm. forgiven me for that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was saying, I did forgive you, but you need to go and confess this mm. and make it right. Mm. So I wrestled with that, and I'm not kidding. The devil played some serious mm. games with me. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You know, basically telling me that your husband knows about this. He will, he'll divorce you, and your kid, you'll lose your kids, and you're going to be a drug addict laying mm. on the street. And mm. I just had all these visions of horrible things mm. that were going to happen to me, and it just got so bad that I was, I was so completely miserable not doing what God wanted me to do, that I couldn't, I just couldn't take it anymore. And so I reached out to someone that I knew and told them what I'd done because I knew they wouldn't judge me. And they said, Sharon, you need to go and do it. I will, mm. I will pray for you. Mm. You need to go and do it now. Mm. And so I called up these people and I said, Is it, can I meet with you? And I did. I thought, this is going to ruin my life. Mm-hmm. These people are going to mm-hmm. send me to prison. They're going to mm-hmm. prosecute me. And there's no way that I can make this right. Mm-hmm. And But these people hugged me. And wow. they said they were sorry that I had to go through this. And that they loved me and they forgave me. But they said, you need to tell your husband. Mm. And so I drove from there to where my husband was working. Wow. And I said, Dave, I need to talk to you. And I just broke down. And he said, I knew something was bothering you, but mm. I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. But he said, I knew it was bad. And he said, I will take care of this for you. So in that process, what God wow. was really trying to do, first wow. of all, he showed me that he was real. Yeah, yeah. And that he cared about me. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he wanted to show me what forgiveness really yeah. was. Something yeah. that I thought was unforgivable, mm-hmm. I could be forgiven for. Yeah. By humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that someone else who knew nothing about it had no responsibility for it was willing to pay the price for me mm-hmm. wow it was an example of Jesus Christ yeah and it was yeah. so real and so tangible that i can never forget that mm-hmm. um and always be eternally grateful for that mm-hmm. so from there i couldn't believe the peace yeah that I had after that experience. And even though it was a tough time while my husband was working through the details mm. and, and, and making this right for me, 
our family did suffer through that, but it was so worth it because we had so much peace. Yeah. And it was like the whole time God was just saying, just trust me in this. Just trust me. It's going to be okay. And when I actually did that, I just can't even, I can't even describe mm-hmm. what the relief is mm-hmm. in that experience. So that's kind of my journey, that's how amazing. I realized that God had my back. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, words can't even express how, how grateful I am to yeah. God for what he's done for me. Just, you know, through his son, Jesus Christ, and, and beyond. I mean, every day. Yeah. I don't know how you get through life without God. Yeah. I really don't. Because yeah. my life was a horrible mess before. Yeah. yeah. That's powerful. So. When you were talking there at the end, it reminded me of that, you know, that verse we hear so often, trust in the Lord with all your heart, mm-hmm. lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways and everything you do, acknowledge him and he's going to direct your path. He's going to make it straight. Yep. And it's like that decision, he, you were acknowledging him eventually right after <laughs> exactly. all those, but eventually you made a way out. You know, and that's amazing. And like you're saying, for people that don't have that, that don't have that, you know, acknowledgement and that leaning on God, those situations, they feel like insurmountable. Yeah. You know? Well, in in thinking back on the lies that Satan was telling yeah. me and how mm-hmm. if I had not finally obeyed God, I think those things Satan was telling me would have been true. Mm. That if I had not obeyed God and not mm-hmm. trusted Him, that's exactly where I was headed yeah. because yeah. I was so unbelievably miserable. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah, that's huge. So that kind of started your your journey of faith, really. Like you kind of believe, but then you're talking about this experience. You know, you like and you saw, you yeah. know, God's hand in that situation. Somehow you ended up at Journey, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe talk about how you landed at Journey, and then you you shared this as part of your story. Since I started coming to Journey, I felt encouraged every week to love, live, walk, and rest more in Jesus Christ. I've been challenged every week to learn more about Him, and and not just I love what you said, not just be a hearer, but a doer and a liver of the word. That's right. out of James, right? When he talks right. about not just hearing the word, but obeying it, and in that we're blessed. Just talk a little bit about that, that, that ongoing change. Like you said, it's not just a one-time decision or magic prayer. It's really an ongoing change, a relationship with have, we have with him. Share a little bit about that. Wow. Um, I just think it started in me. That whole experience was a hunger. Um, John talked about idols. Mm. And he talked about comfort being an idol. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I really had to look at that because Dave and I really are in a pretty comfortable stage of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't lack for anything. I mean, we just, everything is really, really comfortable. And so I really kind of wrestled with that a little bit. But, you know, the second weekend, he talked about, um, he asked a question, thinking about, um, what's inhibiting you from being who and what God created you to be and do? And two, what will you regret spending time on when you're 95? 
in the story you shared a few years back. I never want to miss a Sunday or a message as it jump starts my continuing transformation for the coming week. Right. Talk about that, that not just a Sunday faith, not just, you know, I go to a service, then I leave it, you know, at yeah. journey. Well, and the thing Talk is, when that. I walk out of a service, I can sometimes start talking to somebody and then I can't remember even what the, if somebody were to ask me right in that moment what mm-hmm. the sermon was about, I probably couldn't even tell them, mm-hmm. even though I'd taken extensive notes through the mm-hmm. whole thing. But when I go home, I like to reread my notes, highlight the things that stuck out to me, reread the scriptures that are in there mm-hmm. um, or that they re- referenced, and you know, look up other verses that I might happen to know that relate to that. Just kind of see where God's taken me on that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need clarity, and I'll go back and listen to the message again. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes I ask you, how soon is that yeah. message going to be online? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I want to hear it again. Yeah. And, um, you know, from there, I just kind of, you know, I, I take especially the questions that are asked, and I try to ask those to myself over and over and over again until I get an answer. Mm. Because mm. those are key. I mean... That's where you're doing some self-reflection and figuring out what is God really saying to me here? Yeah, yeah. You know, what does he want me to change Mm -hmm. as a result of this? And I try to bring it into the week. And there's been numerous times where sometimes it wasn't just for me, but I was able to say something to somebody else. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. That was right from the sermon, you know? Yeah, And that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you feel blessed to be able to do that, Mm -hmm. but if it can help someone else in the process, that's amazing. But to do that, you've got to, you've got to meditate on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said that when we allow it to kind of get in there and start thinking about it and pondering and saying, God, what are you teaching me in this? That opens us up to, to learning, not just on a Sunday, but also understanding more of who God is throughout the week. Um, what, what's one thing, Sharon, you feel like Jesus is teaching you right now? Like if there's like, this is the lesson. He's not letting me get away from this. This is the thing. What would that, what would that thing be for you? Work-life balance. Mm. Um, actually, it's crazy because it already started when you guys were doing the Pray It Like You Mean It series. Um, I think it was Riley. I'm not sure. Um, to be a first responder to people, mm. offer pray with people, be practical. But mm. the words, just listen. And they also said, busyness is the enemy of praying for others. And then I wrote below that, it's the enemy of transformation. Wow. Being so yeah. busy. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like my children left home. Um, you know, that whole emptiness thing. Yeah. I kind of got caught up with work. Yeah. And I got busier and busier and busier. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to fulfill that need of sure. needing to take care of sure. my kids' needs yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I really got caught up in busyness. And it really started with that pray it like you mean it. But then um, another thing that they said, too, is um, with the idols, going back to idols, is what things do you do without giving any regard to what God mm. would think of that yeah. or, you know, what, what he would say? 
And I've kind of been a yes person a lot, mm. um, especially in work and business, and saying, oh, yeah, I can do that, I can do that, mm-hmm. I can do that. And then I get to the end of the day, at the end of the week, and I look at my agenda, and I've got like 25 things I didn't get done. Mm-hmm. Some of them are from Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think, how will I ever get caught up? Mm-hmm. And so I just work these crazy hours. Well, I think that's the one thing mm. that kind of came out of this week's mm. um, message with warnings was, um, you know, the busyness, mm-hmm. the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a good balance. Mm-hmm. And I know that my spiritual life is suffering from that. Mm-hmm. My family life suffers from that. And my work suffers from mm-hmm. that because... Even though you're spending all this time, it's yeah. I need to have razor focus, yeah. and I it's like I it's I'm all over the place. Mm. It's like mm. my ADD has come back in, in full force, and, <laughs> yeah. And I don't really get as much done as I want to. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. that's the big thing. The warning for me was yeah. it's not just health. You're losing money. You're losing your health. Mm. Um, it's hurting relationships. Mm. I mean, it, it can be all those things if I don't really take a hard look at that. Mm-hmm. And I have been doing that in the last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So the yeah. other thing was listen mm. was, an, was another big thing. I have a tendency to step on people when they're talking to me or they're telling me about something. I have a tendency to jump in and and want to fix that problem <laughs> or give them my advice or mm. whatever before I've heard the whole thing. And just last night in the car, you know, Dave and I were talking about this, the warning system, the warning message, mm-hmm. and because he had said something to me on Sunday that I didn't really have clarity on. Mm. And so I wanted to start to say something because there was a pause. So I'm learning, this is a Dale Carnegie principle too. Pauses are okay. It doesn't, you don't have to fill the space all the time. Yeah. But hear him out. Just, Pause. Mm-hmm. Listen. There's a pause there. Just let it be. Mm-hmm. Let him finish what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful that I did that because I got so much more information mm-hmm. out of him mm-hmm. that was meaningful. Yeah. And we were able to have a really good conversation in the car. And I was, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And just because I heeded that warning. You know, to listen and mm-hmm. take the time and not just be busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that you're, because sometimes we have, a, sometimes the temptation to like compartmentalize our life, like mm-hmm. um, this is my school life and this is my family, you know, and, and we kind of operate a little bit differently. But what I hear you saying is I'm trying to figure out how to let Jesus and what I'm experiencing let it soak into it all. And I think that's huge. And, and that's one thing we hope for everyone, you know, uh, everyone at journey, everyone that may be listening to this, who knows, you know, um, what would you say to kind of encourage people listening with what God's done in your life in the past, what he's doing right now, what you're praying for and hoping that he'll do in the future. I think, how would you encourage them? Um, don't be afraid to ask God questions. I mean, it's real easy to pray, oh, God, help me with this and this and this and this and this and help so-and-so with that. Um, And maybe, you know, you throw in a few other things. Maybe you pray for the president, whatever. But, (laughs) you know, I mean, just ask God questions. Just 
he's he's real. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can ask him why. Mm-hmm. He may not tell you, but he just might, and mm-hmm. it might be painful, and mm-hmm. it might be easy, and he might ask you to do something really hard, and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But just be open to that. Mm-hmm. If you're confused about something, ask him. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, beyond asking, you have to be willing to listen. Yeah. I, I, going mm-hmm. back to the listen thing, mm-hmm. because sometimes he's talking to you through another person, mm-hmm. an event, you see something, you see something else. I mean, it could be anything. I had, I asked God something one time for clarity, and I was just running around crazy, dropped my kids off at school, da-da-da-da-da, got in the car, turned the radio on, and the first words that came out of someone's mouth was, if you have an opportunity to work with children, do it. You can't get more blatantly plain than that. When I had just asked in my busy running around, God, if this is what you want me to do, make it really clear. (laughs) He did. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And so I went on to do the next thing that he asked me to do. So, um, but just pay attention Mm -hmm. to his answers because Mm -hmm. they're all around you Mm -hmm. if you're looking for it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be that guy sitting on on the roof when the when the floodwaters are rising, saying, God, help me, send send me help, mm-hmm. and you're waiting for a yacht to come by mm-hmm. and pick you up when there's a little bitty rickety canoe mm-hmm. with a hole in it, mm-hmm. dude, get in the canoe. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some fear involved sometimes. Yeah. But that's why you trust him. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have fear, how can you trust? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it mm-hmm. can be scary. Mm-hmm. But... That's how you know you're trusting God mm-hmm. is because you do it in spite of the fear. Mm-hmm. And but just pay attention. Mm-hmm. I think ask. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Be specific and watch what he does because mm-hmm. he'll blow your socks off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so. awesome. Sharon, thanks so much for sharing. Oh, your you're welcome. Story and your experience with us. Really appreciate it. All right. Hope you help somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me.